Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm your host, Russ Chevalier. In this episode, I want to touch on alternative work sets, meaning if I don't want to use Lightroom and or Photoshop, what are my options? In the spirit of clarity, I pay every month for a subscription to the full Adobe Creative Suite. It's useful to me and my business, although I will say that the differentiation gap is closing rather quickly. Given that I am an Adobe customer, you might ask why I would offer thoughts on alternatives. First, I hear very regularly from people who don't like the apparent lock-in of subscriptions. Second, recent changes to operating systems, particularly on Macintosh, may negate the ability to use older software versions if the machine owner chooses to stay current with their machine operating system, or if at some point they decide they want to be current on their application software. Third, I personally like having choices. Let's start our conversation with Lightroom. Lightroom has a powerful value proposition in its digital asset management function, more commonly called the library module. While there are issues, it really is the best option out there for the general user. However, not everyone wants to use it. They would prefer to organize their images manually or in their own manner. So the library really becomes no value add if one doesn't use it. In fact, some people say it gets in the way. The develop module in Lightroom is identical in code and only different in user interface from Adobe Camera Raw, which is included in Photoshop. I personally don't care which one you like better. They're the same thing, and you get both in the basic subscription. But it's a subscription. So what if you actually need a powerful development and by this I mean photo development environment that's easy to use, very intuitive, and where you don't need a library. Are there options? Yeah, there are several. But there's one that I'm going to recommend, and it's probably not one of the ones that you're going to think of first. It's called Photolab, and it's from the folks at DxO. Currently, it's released at version 3. I choose it over some of the alternatives, such as Luminar or On One because I choose to be in control of my edit process and not reduce it to simply slapping on presets. I consider using presets lazy and phony, and it sure as hell not creative. That's right for me, might be different for you. The plugins that I'm most likely to use on the rare occasions that I use plugins are those in the Nick collection. They also come from DxO, and integrate directly into Photolab. This application provides a fast, memory-efficient editor that allows me to store my images in any way that pleases me. It's got a terrific RAW converter, and in my opinion, it's an excellent alternative to Lightroom's development module and provides me more capability than I'm likely to require. It's also not bloated with lazy and repetitive junk, including a bunch of presets. The pricing for DxO Photolab is about 100 bucks for what we call a perpetual license. This means you buy it and you can use it forever. Upgrades will show up every couple of years, and they typically come in at about two-thirds the cost of a brand new license if you choose to purchase the upgrade. You don't have to. 
if you don't want to. Personal choice. Good thing. Let's move on to Photoshop. Despite its name, Photoshop is so much more than just a photo editor. It's a brilliant piece of work and a marvelous tool. But because of its power, it's got a fairly steep learning curve. There's a lot in Photoshop that a photography editor is never going to use. Of course, this then makes the application demanding in terms of computer resources in order to allow it to work efficiently. What then, if you need want, a photographic bit-level manipulation tool like Photoshop, but you don't require all the other stuff, the design tools, the complex typography tools, and other things that are built into Photoshop that you may never, ever get to. If you're looking for a perpetual license offering that delivers what Photoshop can do, purely from a photographic perspective, I want to recommend Affinity Photo from Serif to you. It costs under 70 bucks for the perpetual license, and it delivers all the tools that I need. I think I'm a reasonably adept Photoshop user. I don't consider myself an expert at all. But everything that I need to do from a photo editing perspective, well, it's there in Affinity Photo. The UI is different from Photoshop. And some of the processing workflow is a little different. So if you're an experienced Photoshop user, there is going to be a learning curve to get over. But if you're not already adept at Photoshop, you're going to find that the free tutorials will get you where you need to be pretty quickly, and it's unlikely that you're not going to be able to do what you need to do. In fairness, Affinity Photo is not that different from Photoshop. And so workflows that function in Photoshop will be very similar in Affinity Photo. The menu organization and the structure is not fundamentally different. I actually prefer the image editor in Affinity Photo to the image editor in Adobe Camera Raw. And for those folks who really want to know which focus points were used for an image, Affinity doesn't throw that metadata away when it opens a raw image. It's reasonably well known that Adobe filters out a ton of metadata when they do their raw conversions. I'm not saying that Affinity Photo is better. I'm simply saying that they filter out less. Also, I'm a video editor, and I love that Affinity Photo has proper waveform scopes as well as vector scopes. These are really, really critically important tools to videographers, but they add a huge amount of value to still photographers if we choose to learn how to use them. They may not mean anything to you if you don't ever edit video, but I do, and they're incredibly useful to me for still work. Now, let's suppose that you've already spent money on a bunch of Photoshop plugins. They're likely to work with Affinity Photo. And if you're using Affinity Photo and you want to put things out in a PSD format for sharing or someone else to work on, no problem. It does that. Its default save format, of course, is its own, but it supports all the popular file formats that exist in the marketplace. That's $70. This is awful hard to beat. Listen, if you're happy with Lightroom and Photoshop, there's no reason for you to dump them. But if you're looking for powerful alternatives 
that depend on you to be the creative and not just the applicator of preset wallpaper and paint, as you're going to find in some of the other alternatives, I'm going to very, very strongly recommend that you consider both DxO Photo Lab and Affinity Photo as a strong set of alternatives, non-subscription model, to Lightroom and Photoshop. Do you have an idea for an article, tutorial, video, or podcast? Do you have an imaging question unrelated to this particular post? Send me an email directly at ross at the photovideoguy.ca or post in the comments. When you email your questions on any imaging topic, I will try to respond within a day. If you shop with B&H Photo Video, please consider doing so through the link on thephotovideoguy.ca. This helps support my efforts and has no negative impact whatsoever on your shopping experience. If you find the podcast, the videos, the articles of value, please consider clicking the donation tab in the sidebar of the website and buy me a coffee. Your donation goes to help me keep things going here. I'm Ross Chevalier. Thanks for reading, watching, and listening. And until next time, peace.